Morning, everybody. I noticed both services, we, we invited the elders and the wives to come up and pray, and only Kelly's here, and I want to explain that the other two aren't just playing hooky. Um, my wife is at home with three sick children right now, so she's really enjoying Mother's Day, uh, getting that full feel. Um, and Margot is being honored as a mother. A couple of the young ladies and her daughter um, took her on a little bit of a trip, so she's being honored right now as well. Um, happy Mother's Day. A wonderful time we get to celebrate together today, honoring moms and ladies that fulfill the role of mom in other people's lives. And uh, we were going to continue in 1 Samuel 31 today, and then we read it. And although it's it's good, hard, awesome truth, it's the Word of God, it's not necessarily a great Mother's Day message. So we are going to continue. We will finish out next week. Uh, Matt has prepared an amazing message on that, really wrapping up this book of 1 Samuel for us. And so I would encourage you to come back next week and get that nice finish. It's been a year. Um, but today we're going to do something a little different. Uh, I was looking at this, and I wanted to talk about honoring moms today. And when I was thinking about that with these... Um, these holidays we have, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day, they can feel very hallmark. And it's like, that's just, that's not specifically in the Bible that you have to celebrate mom on this day every year. And then, ah, that's just a way to get money and things. And, um, and I would like to perhaps change a little bit of the thinking in that. Because a lot of us, we, we still get into these days like, no, we really, we want to honor mom today and celebrate mom today. And today's the day we're going to make her breakfast in bed and we're going to take her out to the lunch she wants. And kids, you're going to be on the best behavior today because it's mom's day. And we, we kind of can get into that mode. But can this be perhaps more than just today? Because the title of our talk comes right out of Exodus 20:12. It says, "Honor your father and mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you." And I don't see a day on that. I don't see a week, a time of the year, a month, just on holidays. No, it says, "Honor your father and mother." And so I would, I'm hoping by the end of this message we can kind of shift the way of thinking from we just honor mom on the special days till we honor mom every day. We're gonna honor mom today and we're gonna honor her tomorrow and the day after, the day after, and the day after because she's still mom each and every day. And so within that, I was considering, why is it that that's not necessarily always the case? Why is it that it takes these certain days for us to kind of get that reminder? That's right, we should do nice things for mom every now and then. And I think a bit of it comes from this wonderful gift of grace we've been given through the saving work of Jesus Christ and that the fact that no matter what we do, if we repent, we turn back to him, he will still love and accept us and forgive us. And we can lean on that a little too much sometimes and not take seriously what God has said about these things to us, considering deeply the word of the Lord because God cares deeply about things and he's shared these things with us and there's a lot of emphasis he puts on it And so when we look back at the commands that have to do with this, do we take them as seriously as these commands warrant? It's Leviticus 20, verse 9, it says, For anyone who curses his father or mother shall surely be put to death. He has cursed his father or mother. His blood is upon him. Exodus 21, 15. 
whoever strikes his father or mother shall be put to death. Deuteronomy 27. Cursed be anyone who dishonors his father or mother. And all the people shall say, Amen. That's right. Leviticus 19. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to all the congregation of the people of Israel and say to them, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Every one of you shall revere his mother and his father, and you shall keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord. Do we really take it as seriously as God emphasizes here? The importance of honoring our mother. Or is it something that we have to remind of? And, oh, yeah, I, I, I should probably do that. Or the significance here of God saying, no, this isn't every day. This is a life thing. We should honor mom. And the other thing to consider within this, so firstly, are we really grabbing onto God's word within this? And secondly, realizing that that title, that role of mom, is not always fulfilled by our birth mother. It can be fulfilled by others. There are are times in our lives when our birth mother cannot be there. And this role can be fulfilled by a grandmother or an aunt or a stepmom or even this beautiful thing of adoption that God exampled for all of mankind where another family took you in, chose you, loved you, cared for you, prayed over you, worried over you. they are still mom. They still fulfill that role in our lives. And so to consider this, that just because they're not birth, your birth mother doesn't mean they're not your mother. And we want to honor them. I think about this. I have the most amazing mother in the world. She's right here. She is the best mom. I don't care what mom you have. Mine's the best. And in case you're curious, that's what you should say, too. (laughs) I have an amazing mother, but I also have a terrific mother-in-law. I have had amazing grandmothers. Right here, where I work right now, I've got great work moms (laughs) who look after me and make sure I don't take on stuff I'm not supposed to be doing, because I have a tendency to do that. They go, Joe, no, stop it. Go do the stuff you're supposed to do. We honor the women in our lives who fulfill this role for us. We honor our mothers. So I want us to really hold on to this and consider this as we move forward in this. And I wanted to look in the scriptures and see what, is, what has the Bible said about honoring mom? How have they talked about walking this out? Because it's one thing to say it in this idea. It's like, yeah, I should honor mom. What do I do? How do I do that? And so I looked through the scriptures and I came back to the same passages that we looked at last year on Mother's Day. We talked about Ruth. We went through the whole book of Ruth. We took a month. We're not going to take a month this time. I'm going to do a synopsis today. But in case you're unfamiliar with the book of Ruth, it actually talks about a situation between a young woman and her mother-in-law, someone who wasn't her birth mother but still fulfilled that role and how she honored her through difficult, trying times. If you're unfamiliar with the story, a family left Israel during time of famine. They were from the little town of Bethlehem. 
Naomi. She had two sons and her husband, and they went to Moab, one of the neighboring nations. While they were there, her two sons found wives, honorable wives, Ruth and Orpah. Interesting name. Um, But during that time, Naomi's husband died and her two sons died. And this is a very desperate situation for women of this time. There were not opportunities for women at this time to be without a man in your life of any sort, whether father, brother, uncle, somebody to watch over you and care for you. You were in a precarious and dangerous situation, actually. They didn't have someone to watch over them. They didn't have someone to provide for them. And so Naomi knew that she had to go back home to her relatives and she was headed back to poverty to maybe even starvation because there's still a famine in the land. And she doesn't want this on her daughters-in-law. She wants them to have opportunity. Just She wants them to go back to their homes. And she says this instead of Ruth chapter 1. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go return each of you to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. And that word kindly is actually the word chesed. And chesed doesn't have a really good translation to English. It has such a robust meaning. But the biggest one we can go with in this is God's steadfast love towards us. When we look at what would, be, what would this have been said within the Greek and the New Testament, it's God's agape love. It's unconditional. It's thick and thin. It's unwavering. And she's saying, you've dealt this way with me. You stuck around when you didn't have to stick around. You've walked with me through this. I don't want this upon you. You've honored me this way. You've shown me steadfast love. But when these things happen, we realize, I think something we don't always realize is that because mom is a superhero and mom always takes care of everything and she's got the answers and she knows what to do, we forget sometimes that mom is a person just like me and you that she also goes through trials and has difficulties and wavers on things and is unsure from time to time and herself needs to be supported in life when the difficult things come along. She needs to be considered as a person. And so Ruth says to her, out of verse 16, but Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God shall be my God. I'm not going to let you walk this road alone. I'm going to be there with you through it. It's going to be hard, but I'm going to be there with you because you're mom. I'm going to be there with you. I'm not going to let you have to go through it by yourself. I know times are hard, and we'll get through it together. But it's not even just that when we consider mom, considering that during this time when it's most difficult, she needs you to step up. Ruth steps up. Ruth 2, verse 2, it says, And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain. After him in whose sight I shall find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. So they headed back to Bethlehem. When they got there, there's nothing. There's the family farm, but nobody's been tending it. They went back to empty cupboards in an empty place. There's nothing. They have no food. And they didn't both just sit there. It's like, at least we're together. (laughs) 
That's, that's the first part. You're together, but you still need to eat. Something still needs to get done. So Ruth goes out and busts her tail. Naomi can't right now. Naomi's mom, she's been relied upon her for years and years and years, but she's grieving. She's going through a difficult time. She can't right now. That's when we have to step up and consider mom's a person. Mom needs me right now. I'm going to honor her this way. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to make sure things are taken care of so that we can get through this. And time passes and she's, she's working hard. She's found favor in the sight of a particular man named Boaz. She went to his field and they've got some amazing laws, actually, the Israelites. Sometimes we might think they're very harsh. At the time, they were cutting edge social justice laws, making sure that the poor and the downtrodden still ate, still survived. And so she was actually, because of the honor she showed to her mother, and that was seen by the whole town, this group made sure that she was taken care of while she was there. Make sure no one touches her, make sure that she's got plenty of water, make sure you leave a little bit extra for her to gather, for her to take home, because they have nothing. They honored the honor that was given but it was still hard work. It was still difficult. It's not sustainable. And so eventually Ruth has gone through, not Ruth, Naomi has gone through this portion of mourning and she realizes, no, I've got to be mom. I've got to make sure I take care of my daughter who's busting her tail, but this can't last. I've got to make sure you're taken care of. And she says this. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, my daughter, should I not seek rest for you that it may be well with you? Is not Boaz our relative with whom with whose young women you were. See, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Wash, therefore, and anoint yourself and put on your cloak and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he finishes eating and drinking. But when he lies down, observe the place where he lies, then go over and uncover his feet and lie down. And he will tell you what to do. And she replied, all that you say I will do. That's weird. It's like a weird thing. But there's something having to realize here, that Naomi is older than Ruth. Your mother is older than you. She has gone through more life than you have. And she's going to know things and how they go, and it's not always going to make sense to us. She says, I know it doesn't make sense, but it's going to work. I just need you to trust me here. And so there's a certain measure of honoring and considering and realizing mom has gone through this before I did. It doesn't, and that doesn't change based on your age. The knowledge gap might span a little bit differently, but if you're 50, your mom has already gone through her 50s. If you're 20, your mom has also already gone through her 20s. There's not a time in your life that your mother has not already gone through. And to realize this is that when they want to impart to you, to help you, to bring you along, it's not always going to make sense because you haven't been through it. That's one of the things I think we have a big challenge in, especially the more and more knowledge we gain. We think we've got it figured out, but realizing if you haven't been through it, and they have, perhaps we should listen. And we honor mom by listening to them. And Ruth did listen to her mother here, and she actually ends up marrying Boaz. And they have a beautiful baby boy named Obed. And he has a son named Jesse. And he has a son named David. It's the very same David we've been talking about for a year. David who's going to be king of Israel. David, the most renowned, revered king, aside from Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior of all of Israel. 
and his birth is a result of one woman honoring her mother. And realizing this, that how significant this can actually be in our lives. And this can, this can be a challenge sometimes to take advice when you think you've got it figured out, particularly not everybody has the most ideal situation. Sometimes there are mothers that led difficult lives, made difficult decisions, and you might have felt they made a lot of bad decisions, and you're having trouble taking advice from them. I want to tell you something. People who have made difficult decisions in their lives, bad choices in their lives, still have good advice to give. I want to tell you why. My father, whom I love and I honor, I'm, has made a lot of difficult choices in his life, and I had to learn who he was as a person, as an adult. And he wanted to give me a lot of advice. And I would, I've told this to different people. They're like, your dad? Really? I'll tell you the story a different time. I said, yeah. My dad is an expert on what not to do. <laughs> and he knows this, and he owns this. And I am proud of him for recognizing that it was his faults and that he's trying to grow through it. And if that's you and your situation, you can honor your parents that way by saying, you know, yeah, they lived a hard life, but they owned it. They owned the mistakes, and they're trying to learn from them the best that they can, and they're trying to pass it on to me, so I don't make those mistakes as well. You can still honor your mother, even when you didn't always agree with everything that happened, everything they did. But when people come up to you and they say, really, your mom gave you advice, you say, Hey, that's my mom. And yes, she did. And it was good advice. And I'm proud of where she's at now. Honor your mother. No matter what has transpired, honor your mother. Now, most of us aren't in the same situation Ruth is in. We're not going into abject poverty. We're not facing starvation, most of us. But we want a practical application of this for our lives now, today, our context. So I want to leave you with a couple things before we go. So the first thing I want to address is the husbands that are in the room and the young men that will someday be husbands in the room. What is your role with honoring your mother? And first and foremost, it's this. You need to cherish your wife. You need to cherish the mother of your children. Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, love your wives. Be as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. You are the head of your household, your family. That's what God has called you to. He's called you to be the example to your children. If you want them to honor their mother, you show them what to do. You tell them what to do because they're looking at you. How does dad treat mom? Does dad respect mom? Does dad honor mom? How do we honor mom? Because nobody in life's perfect. Nobody in life is going to do everything right all the time, and sometimes there might be something that bugs you and you just want to say it. You can say it to them, but don't say it in front of others. Honor her with your words. 
when you talk about their mother in front of them, say, yeah, this was a frustrating thing, but mommy's pretty great. Mommy does a lot of good things, but we're not perfect, but we love mommy for who she is and all that she does for us. And yeah, every now and then, daddy gives her a hard time. That's because mommy and daddy love each other and we have this long-standing relationship. But you need to honor your mother. You need to not be daddy because you're not daddy. That's not the relationship. Explain it to them. Explain them what's going on because you and your spouse love each other and you give each other a hard time. It's a part of your relationship. But they don't understand that. So we walk them through it. We tell them, hey, mommy's having a really difficult week. A lot of people have lost their jobs at mommy's work and she's worried about that. We're gonna make this week easier for mommy or mom. I say mommy, all my kids say mommy right now. We're gonna honor her this week. We're gonna help her walk through this difficult time this week because she's worried, she's really stressed. So we're gonna take some of the stress away at home. We're gonna honor mom this way. Timmy, Tommy, you're gonna go clean up the rooms. Susie, Sally, you're gonna get the things put away and all the toys and everything. I'm gonna start on dinner. We're gonna help mom out because this is what we do. We take care of each other. We love each other. We don't just say, pull up your bootstraps and get on when getting on. We honor mom. And it's going to start with dad showing how we do that. <coughs> Secondly, as children, in case anybody's confused, every single one of you is a child. <laughs> you are somebody's child. doesn't matter how old you are. The application of what I'm about to say is going to shift whether you're still in your parents' home or no longer in your parents' home. First and foremost, listen to your mom and consider what she's saying to you. Ephesians 6, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. If you're still in your parents' home, make it easy for mom to be mom. Listen to what she's saying. Follow the instructions. Respect that she has gone before you. She's already been a child. She's already been a teenager. She's already gotten married. She's walked through it already. Respect that knowledge and that she wants the best for you and that she might know a few things that you don't actually know. That's actually hard to realize in those teenage years. It's not until you're about 20, 22, 25, when you've moved out and started doing things like, wow, my mom was smart. No teenagers laughing, but a lot of older people laughing. <laughs> this realization that your mom does actually love you and want the best for you, make it easy for her to be mom. Make it easy for her to take care of you. And you make it easy by actually listening to what they say. Now, what do you do when you're outside the home? You're an adult now. You're going to make your own decisions. Listen to your mother. When she calls you on the phone and she's got something to say and she said it for the thousandth time because she loves you and you just you don't want to hear it, listen to your mother. Say, Mom, I hear you. You've actually told me this before. I'm not quite sure if it applies to my situation the same way, but... I do hear the principle you're trying to say, and I've been dwelling on it, trying to think about how to apply it. Thank you for sharing, Mom. Listen. Respect 
that she wants to talk to you. Respect that she has something to share for you and honor the wisdom that she's giving. And then act. Actually walk some things out. Out of Proverbs 23, 22 through 25, it says, Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy truth and do not sell it. Buy wisdom, instruction, and understanding. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. He who fathers a wise son will be glad in him. Let your father and mother be glad. Let her who, let her who bore you rejoice. Actually take steps to fulfill the things your mom is telling you. Saying, hey, you should do this. It's going to go well. Don't say, eh, I'm just going to do my own thing. Particularly if they've already walked through that. And they don't want you to suffer or have the same challenges they have. Listen, walk it out. Give it a try. If it doesn't work, call it mom and say, hey, mom, it didn't work. She'll be overjoyed that you tried. And even more so if it did work to say, hey, mom, I tried what you said, and you know it worked. Just mothers, every mother in the room, imagine your child saying that right now. (laughs) If you're with your mother, look at her. She's glowing. Imagining you've said this to her. You were right, Mom. And I appreciate you. I appreciate what you told me. I'm trying to walk it out the best I can. I'm not always sure. I'm in that Ruth and Naomi situation. That sounds weird, Mom. I don't think it's going to work. Try out the wisdom. We may think that our situation is terribly different, but people keep doing the same things over and over again for the last 2,000 years. A lot of things are just repeating. A lot of things are actually the same. Mom's got a lot of good advice. And lastly, if you want to honor your mother, follow God in your life. Walk with the Lord. Psalms 143.8 says, Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love, for in you I trust. Make me know the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord. I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. If you want to honor your mother, follow after the Lord. Lead a godly life. Follow after the Lord so that she can look at you with pride, saying, my child is going well. They're thriving in Christ. They can be proud of you each and every day because you follow after God. Amen.